Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I will bless the Lord all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually his praise shall Continually, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall Continually, his praise shall continually, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, Father, we want to appreciate you and reverence you for allowing us the privilege to see another day in the land of the living. The wind is blowing, the sun is shining, the birds are singing. Father, you have given us again the ability to walk, to talk, to sing, to worship, to preach, to teach, to laugh. Father, we want to say thank you. You are God from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for life, for health, for strength. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for food on our tables, clothes on our back, shoes on our feet. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for so many blessings, so many gifts, too numerous for us to name. We pause reverently, Father, to just let you know that we appreciate you. We appreciate what you have done, what you are doing. And, Father, we even appreciate by faith what you're going to do. You have done great things to us, through us, and for us. But, Father, we are taking by faith that the best is yet to come. Again, Father, we ask you to forgive us for our trespasses, our sins, our debts. As we forgive those who have trespassed and sinned against us. Again, Father, we ask that you lead us, guide us into the place that you have prepared for us since before the foundations of the earth. These and all other blessings, Father, we ask and we count them done. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed that God's people around the world say amen. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you, children of God. I do 
greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters here in Kenston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do thank God you, uh, wherever this broadcast is locating you. We pray that the favor of God is resting upon your life, that the favor and the blessings of God have not only located you, but that they are accompanying you. Understand, my brother and my sister, the Lord is just bringing this in my spirit now. And I, you know, I've been preaching his word for 35 years. And God is, is just showing me this. We want the blessings of God in our life to be much like we want the Holy Spirit in our life under the new covenant. Now, what that means is this, children of God. In the old covenant, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was still the Holy Spirit, but he didn't dwell within men and women. He would maybe come upon a man or a woman to perform a great exploit, and then he would leave and go on and, you know, do whatever he had to do. But now, in the new covenant, the Holy Spirit, now that Jesus Christ has finished his work on Calvary Cross, we have placed our faith in him as God's only begotten son, truly lived, bled, suffered and died, rose again from the dead, ascending on high and is coming again. Now the Holy Spirit is with us constantly and continuously. Again, in the Old Testament, he come upon men. Now in the new covenant, he is in men. So he would come upon men, do what he had to do, then he would leave. Now he abides in us if we abide in him. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? Well, the blessings of God, we don't want the blessings of God to just accompany, I mean, just to locate us. In other words, we just get blessed and then the blessing go on back wherever it came from. We want the blessings of God to accompany us. Just like the Holy Spirit now is now he's with us uh, in the city. He's with us in the country. He's with us when we stand up. He's with us when we sit down. It wasn't the case in the Old Testament. So the same way we want the Holy Spirit with us on a continuous and constant basis, we want the blessings of God with us on a continuous and a constant basis. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may the spirit of the most high God be with us on a continuous and constant basis. And may we listen to him. And may we listen to him. Children of God, we're going to take a look today at the book of John chapter 10 with a special focus on verses 28 through 30. John chapter 10 verses 28 through 30. Jesus answers his disciples. Jesus says, I give them, or my sheep, eternal life, and they shall never 
perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Verse 30, I and the father are one. I and the father are one. Children of God, we're going to work from a topic today. I and the father are one. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, again, we say thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you, Father, for so many blessings, more numerous than we can even imagine. We appreciate you. Father, we are eternally grateful for how good you have been to us, through us, and for us. Father, as we study your Holy Scripture today, we pray that you bless us as you always do with your wisdom, with your knowledge, with your understanding. Open our hearts and our minds to hear and to receive what your spirit is saying in these last and evil days. We're not here for a show, Father. We're not here for form or fashion. But, Father, we are here to hear what your spirit is saying in these last and troubling times. Forgive us, Father, of anything we have done, said, thought, purpose, plan that was not pleasing in your sight. We humbly ask, Father, that you continue leading us and guiding us to the place that you have prepared for us, your little children, just as you led the nation of Israel through the wilderness until you brought them into the promised land that you had prepared for them. We ask, Father, that you continue leading us until we reach the place that you have prepared for us. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Say amen. Amen and amen. I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. One of the mistakes that we can sometimes make as human beings in regards to the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the blessed Holy Spirit is trying to ascribe our limitations as human beings to God. In other words, we think that since we can't do it, God can't do it, or because we don't know it, God doesn't know it, or because, and God says that is an error. God's limitations are not our limitations, and our limitations are not God's limitations. Now, some of you under the sound of my voice, you say, an apostle, you said God's limitations? Yes, I did. God has limitations. God has things he cannot do, he will not do, he can never do. You say, apostle, what, what is it that God cannot do? God cannot lie. God cannot swear by anyone greater than himself. 
God cannot sin. So God has his set of limitations. Just as human beings, we have our set of limitations. Now, our set of limitations, God can do. And, and God's set of limitations, we can do. You say, Apostle, what, what do you mean? God cannot lie, but God says, Robert, you can lie. My people can lie. God says, I can't swear by anyone greater than myself, but God says, you can swear by someone greater than yourself. So understand that even though we are a lot like God, we were created in his image, we were created in his likeness, there are differences. There are things that we can do, God can't do. There's things that God can do that we can't do. I and the Father are one. During Jesus's earthly ministry, he had to tell the truth, even though telling the truth led to his arrest, led to his crucifixion. Jesus, he couldn't lie. We talked earlier about, you know, God cannot lie. It's, it's impossible. There are two, the book of Hebrews tells us there are two immutable things. One, God cannot swear by anyone greater than himself. Number two, God cannot lie. Well, just as Jesus could not lie, the words that he spoke unto us, they were spirit, they were life, they were truth. Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus forever shall be the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus was God's son. We are all in agreement of that, or mostly we are in agreement with that. Well, Jesus was also God. Now, some religious denominations ask the question, how can I be both my son and myself? That's us. God can be both his son and himself. God can be inside of you and inside of me. God can fill men with his Holy Spirit. He can fill women with his Holy Spirit. God can do some things that you and I can't do, even though we are a lot like God created in his image and after his likeness. There are differences. See? A cheetah is a lot like a leopard. In other words, they're, they're both big cats. They both have spots. They're both uh, hunters, but there are differences. Leopards are normally bigger, stronger, heavier, you know. So even though we are a lot like God, there are marked differences. We don't want our limitations as human beings to confuse us and make us to think that our limitations are God's limitations. You know, because our limitations are not God's limitations. And God's limitations are not our limitations. Jesus and the Father, Jesus said, look, I can be not only myself and the Father as well. The Father can be not only himself, but he can be me too. I and the Father are one. As we look at our selected scriptures for today, and this is what's going to 
shock a lot of people because Jesus was, is, and forever shall be God. He was in the likeness of, he was God in the likeness of sinful man. He was God, looked like us. He was God walking around like us. He was God talking a lot like us. Jesus Christ was, is, and forever shall be God Almighty. Now, watch, watch, watch this now. Because there were, in Jesus' day, just like today, there were conflicts over Jesus' claim. In other words, there were people in Jesus' day that, that didn't understand how he could be saying certain things. There, there are people today that don't, still don't understand how certain things were said about Jesus. Well, if there are things about Jesus that you and I don't understand, rather than think that those things are wrong or those things are error, pray that God will open our minds. See, because there's nothing confusing about Jesus to God. God understands perfectly well who Jesus was, is, and forever shall be. But sometimes our minds can be blinded by the adversary. So if there's something about Jesus that is confusing to you or something about Jesus that is perplexing to you, pray that God open your mind, that God open your eyes. You know, what the Lord is flashing in my spirit now, uh, years ago, I had one of my daughters here in the ministry. She came to me with a problem she had. And what the problem was, she said, Daddy, in the scripture, God called the darkness night and the light he called day, right? I said, yes, daughter, that's, that's correct. That's what Bible says right there in Genesis. She said, well, then why is it, Daddy, when it gets past 12 o'clock midnight, we say it's a new when it's still dark outside? I looked at her. She looked at me. I said, daughter, you are exactly right. From that day, about 20 years ago, to this day, regardless of the time, regardless of a.m., p.m., all this kind of thing that men come up with, when, when I look outside and it's dark, I call it night. When I look outside and it's light, I call it day, in keeping with the word of God. A lot of things we're trying to call something different than what God calls them. We're calling it a new day and it's pitch black outside. God is calling that night. Or well, we're saying, you know, the sun is up and we're saying it's night, the evening. God is calling that day. So I encourage you, my brother, I encourage you, my sister, get in the habit of calling things what God calls them. That'll keep us from being confused. This is why a lot of people were confused with who Jesus was. Because they couldn't see that God could be God in heaven, sitting on a throne with angels surrounding him, living creatures and elders, and also be right here on earth eating fish. They had a problem with that. What God can do, and God is placing this in my spirit now, anything he wants to do. He is God. And besides him, there is none other. God can be, he can, he can be anywhere. He's all everywhere, all at the same time. He can feel anybody he wants to feel. He can raise up nations anytime he wants to raise them up. He can tear down nations anytime he wants to tear them down. God can bless you. He can bless me. 
We can work hard all night. Don't catch any fish. God said, cash your nets on the right side of the boat. And God caused so many fish to jump in the nets that the nets begin to break. God can do anything he wants to do. And that's why I want to encourage you, child of God, live with the understanding that the God that we serve is not limited. He's not bound by economy. He is not bound by the whims and fancies of men. God can do anything he wants to do. The, the key is for you and me to position ourselves so that God wants to bless us. So that God wants to, to do something good, something special in our life. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we position ourselves. Not so that God can do great things for us. Because uh -uh. God can do anything he wants. We want to position ourselves so that God will do great things for you and great things for me. Now, back to what I was sharing with you all earlier. My daughter said, she said that it was very profound revelation. Years later, a son of mine in India contacted me. He said, Apostle, I have a problem. I said, what's the problem, son? She said, he said, here in book of Matthew, it says that as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the huge fish, so the son of man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. That's the scripture. I said, yeah, that, that's the word. He said, well, Jesus died on Friday, right? I said, yeah, yeah it was between 12 and 3 p.m. He said, well, Friday, Saturday, Jesus rose on Sunday. He said, I understand that, Apostle. I said, yeah, that's correct. He said, but if he died on Friday, Apostle, then Friday night, Saturday night, where is the third night? And I was stumped. Now, I, I didn't know. I didn't understand. I, I knew the scripture said as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the huge fish. So the son of man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. I saw Friday night and Saturday night. I didn't know where the third light. And I had to tell him, I said, son, look, I said, the scripture says three days and three nights. I said, now the scripture is right, even though I don't understand. I don't understand where the third night is. He said, well, Apostle, I have a problem. I said, well. You know, son, you're just going to have to have a problem. All I know is the scripture is right, even if we don't understand it. Well, children of God, to make a long story short, I took that matter to the Lord in prayer. I was like, Lord, you know, I'm seeing two nights, you know, just like Pastor said, where is the third night? And Lord spoke in my spirit years ago, and I'll never forget, because these words will be a blessing to someone today under the sound of my voice. Lord said, Robert, read your scripture carefully. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to today, but I want to encourage you, child of God, Read your scripture carefully. There's a difference between what God's word says oftentimes and what we think it says. See, we want to know what God's word says, not what we think it says. We want to be sure of what it says so we don't get led astray by what we think it says. Well, 
children of God, when I read the scripture carefully, I saw that as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the book of Matthew, hung on the cross from approximately 12 noon to about 3 p.m. Right before Jesus died, there was a darkness that came over all the land. From 12 o'clock noon to approximately 3 p.m. Darkness. Supernatural, mysterious darkness over all the land. And it was about three that Jesus Christ gave up the ghost or he died in the natural. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means that Jesus died during this mysterious darkness. And what did I share with you all earlier? God calls the darkness night. And the light God calls day. So that mysterious darkness that came over the land, that was the first night. Jesus Christ died at night. Now the time was normally a daytime, but because it was dark, God calls the darkness night. So that was the first night. Well, after Jesus died, the sun came on back out, the regular Friday came on back. You know, that was the first day. So we already have the first night when Jesus died on the cross. Jesus died at night. Then we had the regular Friday. Then we had the regular Friday night. Then we had the regular uh, Saturday. Then we had the regular Saturday night, and then Jesus rose from the dead early Sunday morning. I shared this with my son in India. He said, Daddy, I'm okay now. I said, we give God praise. You say, Apostle, what are you letting us know? Careful examination of the scriptures and allowing the Spirit of God to show us what he's saying rather than us uh, hanging on to what our beliefs and what men say and what men think and what will reveal to you and to me the truth. Jesus told the Jews that believed in him, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So we've got to hold to the teachings of Christ. When we hold to him, we're really his disciples. Then will know the truth. Then God can reveal things to us that he has hidden from the wise and learned. See, the Bible talks about how God has hidden certain things from the wise and learned. People think they know what's going on, have a little degree. God hides things from them, but he reveals them to us, his little children. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we be the ones that God has decided to reveal his truth to. Because understand this, only two types of people. Those that God has revealed his truth to and those that God has hidden his truth from. God is so awesome, he can hide. God says, I do it every day, Robert. Now I'm hearing the Lord in my spirit. God said, Robert, there are angels and demons all around you right now. And God says, you can't see them. If I let you see them, it would scare you. And God says, right, right, I do it every day, right, right in our faces, children of God. God has hidden truths. 
know, every now and then God will allow a man or allow a woman to see what is going on in the spiritual realm, see an angel. And one of the first things the angel will tell them is fear not. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. I know you're seeing something you don't normally see. Fear not. God has things going on right in our faces. Now, we shouldn't find that too hard to believe. We know that scientists can, even in the natural, can see all kinds of things that we can't see with our natural eye. See. The COVID virus, we can't see it with our natural eyes. Scientists can see it under a microscope. Ebola, we can't see it with our natural eyes. Scientists can see it with a microscope. The skin mites that are crawling all over my face and crawling all over your face and crawling all over your body and crawling all over my body. We can't see them with the natural eye. Scientists can see them the microscope. Well, if scientists can see all kinds of things with man-made inventions, what do you think God has hidden from you and hidden from me? in the spiritual realm. Natural realm, we can see. Whether we're using a microscope or whether we're using our natural eye, we, it's something we can see. But what's in the spiritual realm, we can only see that if God chooses to let us see. If God chooses to let us see. So understand, my brother, understand, my sister. There are all kinds of things about God, all kinds of things about Christ, all kinds of things about Christianity, all kinds of things about that we can only see if God allows us to see them. Now, the Lord just flashed something in my spirit. The Lord says, share this with my people, Robert. On one occasion, the nation of Israel was in a war with the Arameans. The Arameans had surrounded the nation of Israel and, you know, um, Elijah was surrounded, Gehazi, his servant, they were surrounded by the Aramean army. And Gehazi, the servant of Elijah, became afraid. You know, he was afraid. He saw all these army surrounding him and Elijah. Elijah wasn't wasn't worried, wasn't afraid. And Gehazi was, you know, he was really disturbed with this foreign army surrounding him and the man of God. Man of God was just as calm and cool as anything you wanted to see. Finally, the man of God prayed, Lord, open his eyes. The man of God prayed, Lord, open his eyes. And God opened Gehazi's eyes and Gehazi saw that the hills all around Elisha were surrounded by a heavenly army, a heavenly host. And that was why Elijah was not afraid because he was able, he knew that God had supernatural and divine protection all around him that was even greater than the Aramean army that was surrounding them. That Aramean army was surrounded by the armies of God. You say, Apostle, what are you letting us to know? I want to encourage you today, child of God, that the protection that God has around you and the protection that God has around me is greater than the threat that is facing us by our enemies. The protection. Scripture tells us that, you know, an angel of the Lord 
or the angel of the Lord is encamped round about those who fear him. Now, you and I just fear the Lord and God will keep his angel encamped round about us. In other words, people can't just do anything to us as God's sons and God's daughters because God has a supernatural. God has a divine protection around us, his little children. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Now, keep this in mind because our topic, I and the Father are one. Jesus said this. Well, understand this, child of God. You and me and the Father are one as well. Now that we have placed our faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, atonement has taken place, meaning at one meant. God has filled you. God has filled me with his Holy Spirit. So it's not just you and me running around down here and then God doing his thing. God has now moved into our human spirits. God is now living inside of you, child of God inside of me. So just like Jesus said, I and the Father are one, I want to encourage you, child of God, that we and the Father are one. Just as Christ knew and understood that he was reunited with the Father, you and I need to understand that we are united with the Father. Through and by our faith in Jesus Christ, we too and the Father are one. Not just God over here doing his thing and we over here doing our thing. We have become one through our faith in Jesus Christ. God, where do you think God is living? What, what exactly do you think God has placed his Holy Spirit? Inside of who? Who? Inside of you? And inside of me, child of God, God is alive in us. The question is not whether God is alive in us. The question is whether we're going to listen to him, whether we're going to follow him, whether we're going to obey him, whether we're going to say what he's telling us to say and do what he's telling us to do and go where he's telling us to go and give what he's telling us to give. The question is not whether God is alive in you or alive in me, child of God. The question is, are we going to listen to him? Having the Holy Spirit and listening to the Holy Spirit are two different things. And just like having a brand new car and, and driving a brand new car, those are two different things. Knowing the truth and telling the truth, those are two different things. Having the Holy Spirit and listening to the Holy Spirit, those are two different things. May you and I not only have the Holy Spirit, but may you and I obey or listen to the Holy Spirit. Jesus not only had the Holy Spirit, I'm hearing God speak in my spirit now and say, but he's saying, Robert, Jesus always listened. To the Holy Spirit. God said, Robert, you don't. In my spirit, I'm saying, yeah, Lord, I know. I know. Forgive me for that. Jesus had and obeyed. We have. Sometimes we obey. Sometimes we don't. Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus always did the things that were pleasing in the eyesight of God, always. If it was something God wanted Jesus to think, Jesus thought it. If it was something that God wanted Jesus to say, Jesus said it. If it was something that God wanted Jesus to do, Jesus did it. He always did the thing. Jesus was the only man, the only mankind that completely 100% obeyed the spirit of the most high God. 
None of the rest, none of us. Elijah didn't do it. Jeremiah didn't do it. Malachi didn't do it. Apostle Paul, Peter, me, you, we don't do it. But we should be listening more and more. We should be getting better and better in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And this is why God has connected himself with you and connected himself with me so that we, now that we are one, can become more like him. See, when we were one with the devil, we were becoming more like the devil. Now that we are one with God, God is expecting you and me to become more like God. Listen more. See, something is wrong. You, you've been in Christianity 15, 20, or 30 years, and you listening, or I'm listening less than when we first got saved. God said that something is wrong. God is not calling you and me to less and less. God is calling you and me to more and more. Something is wrong. Something somewhere is wrong. There are some of you under the sound of my voice that if the way some of you all did God, if God did you the same way, you'd want to stop being a Christian immediately. Let's suppose you've been in Christianity 20, 25 years, and now God wants to bless you less and less instead of blessing you more and more. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you ready to get out of Christianity. You, some of you be Muslims, be uh, uh, believers in raw Buddhism, all kind of things. If God did some of us like some of us want to try to do God, how are you going to be in Christianity 15, 10, 15, 20, 30, 30 years and you want to give God less? Now, that's that's your appreciation. That's your show of appreciation for the creator who has blessed you and I down through the years. Lord, we're going to give you less, less time, less energy, less money, less adoration. We're going to give you less. My brother or my sister, that is not how it should be. this you and I more it should be uh, it should be in our heart to want to bless God Jesus said I and the father are one so remember child of God we and the father are one Jesus answered he answered the people of his day, he said, I did not tell you, I did tell you, but you didn't believe. See? Now, as an apostle, which Jesus was as well, we have a responsibility as, as apostle. Tell people what God said. It's like I'm here every day. Why? Because it is part of my responsibility, part of my job title. To tell you all what God said, just like Jesus did, you know. And Jesus said, I did tell you, but you did not believe. Now, telling the people was Jesus' responsibility. Believing was the people's responsibility. Just like what you all, telling you all sound doctrine, that's my responsibility. Believing sound doctrine that's your responsibility i'm not going to be held accountable for you for your responsibility just like you all are not going to be held accountable for my responsibility we each need to do our responsibility jesus said i told you that was my responsibility but you didn't believe that was your responsibility the works i do in my father's name testify about me but jesus said but you didn't believe me because you're not my sheep my sheep listen to my voice. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. May we be Jesus' sheep. May we listen to Jesus' voice. Don't get twisted up. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get led astray. Run amok. Led asunder by the voice of the adversary. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them 
and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will ever snatch them out of my hand. Understand something, my brother and my sister. If you and I end up out of the hand of Jesus, it's not because the, de the, the devil or demons have snatched us out of the hand. It's because we jumped out. We jumped out. Jesus said nobody's going to snatch them out of my hand. He didn't say they wouldn't jump out of his hand. I want to encourage you, since no one can snatch you and me out of God's hand, I want to encourage you and me, let's don't jump out of God's hand. Verse 29, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them. Again, Jesus said, no one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the Father are one. So just like we are in God's hands, because God and Jesus are one, we are also in Jesus's hand. Just like no one can snatch us out of God's hands, no one can snatch us out of Jesus' hand, but we can jump. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we not jump out of God's hand. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Now, this was truth. This was divine revelation. This was, this was the truth of God. But watch this. Look at verse 31. Again, his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him. You say, Apostle, what? Sometimes the truth that God has given us is too much for those around us. I told you all that yesterday. Jesus was just sharing with his Jewish opponents the truth that God had given him. They wanted to pick up stones and throw, and throw rocks at him. Sometimes the truth, the revelation, the insight from God that God has given us is too much for those around us. I understand why some of you can't remain in this ministry and can't. I understand, but believe me, I understand it. Jesus understood why his Jewish opponents wanted to throw stones at him. See, he knew that they were not his sheep. He knew that they were not really sent from God. He knew that they were really uh, under the control and uh, influence of the adversary. He knew that. Jesus understood. Jesus, he understand. People are deceived. People are. I, Listen, I see you, some of you all understand my voice as he's doing all kinds of things. You know, I understand. I understand. You know, sometimes I be doing things. I be like, what kind of nonsense is this? God understand. And really, I understand exactly what it is. I'm letting the devil use me. Because the reality is, my brother and my sister, we do what we do either because God told us and instructed us, or we do what we do because the devil is telling us and instructing us. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we do what God is telling us. Jesus told them the truth from God. They picked up stones to stone him. See? The truth from God should not cause you and I to hate the one that is speaking it. The truth from God should cause you and I to love the one who is speaking. They picked up stone. See, how you and I treat the one that God is speaking his truth to and through and, and, and for shows who, how, whose side we're really on. See, 
how you and I treat the one that God is using to, to speak his truth or who God is speaking his truth to and through and for it shows whose side we're really on. These Jewish opponents, they're picking up stones to stone Jesus. It just showed that they were really children of the, of the devil. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, at the end of the day, may we not find out that we would have to find out that we were really children of the devil. Bible says, verse 32, and we're going to close, children of God. But Jesus said to them, now Jesus is telling them the truth from God. Jesus had healed their sick and raised their dead and fed them when they were hungry, did all kinds of good things. And now Jesus has said something that has caused them to pick up stone and want to stone him. Jesus said to them in verse 32, I have shown you many good works from the Father, but which of these do you stone me? Jesus asked question, well, you, you all want to stone me now. I, when I was feeding you, when I was healing you, when I all all kinds of good things God had me doing on your behalf. Now, all of a sudden, you want to throw stones at me till I die. What, which of these good works are you planning in your little minds to stone me for? What, which one? Jesus only told the truth from God. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Well, you know, these Jews, they had a problem with that. They didn't believe that any man should be, you know, saying that about himself, even though it's true. See, some people don't like, like to hear the truth, even though it's the truth. Let's say your mother was a prostitute and, you know, you knew it. Well, you still wouldn't want people out in the community. You wouldn't want somebody to say that to your face, even though you know it's true. See, So what we want to do, my brother, what we want to do, my sister, is we want to, we want to get to the place where we can accept the truth where we can accept the truth, where we will not be offended, while we will not be uh, angered by the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the truth is not going anywhere just because we get angry about it or because we don't like it or because we we didn't want it to be said. It's still the truth. Jesus only spoke the truth. And here were the Jews ready to stone him. So understand, my brother, understand my sister. There's some time that a wise man told me as a young Christian, and we're going to close on this, on this note. He said, son, you really want to start making some enemies? He said, get to telling the truth. He told me about 40 years ago. He said, son, you really want to start making some enemies? Get to telling the truth. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Just as Jesus and the Father were one, we too. Now that we've placed our faith in Jesus, now that we have connected ourselves with Jesus, we too and the Father are one. God bless you. Children of God, may heaven continue to smile on each of you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 